0: podcasting from inside the stash. I'm Jenny. I'm Nicole. And this is Stash and Burn.
1: Hello.
0: (laughs) Hi Jenny. Hi Nicole. How's that uh, board sweater coming along? Oh I'm on
1: sleeve number two. Yay. I'm maybe halfway done. I think more considering you're reducing stitches, right?
0: right? So, right.
1: so uh, someday it'll be done. <laughs> when that day will come, I I don't know. But <laughs> someday, maybe before April.
0: I think that that's
1: a reasonable I think that's estimation.
0: Reasonable. Is that the only thing? Are you working on anything else?
1: No, but I've lost the will to knit. <laughs> I don't know why.
0: <laughs> be <laughs> being eight months pregnant oh uh,
1: yeah yeah and all i've got is this born sweater and it's just a a millstone around my neck
0: well the, we're recording on february 3rd super bowl sunday it, which is funny i was just remembering a couple of years ago we recorded on super bowl sunday you know what? it was like really oddly hot and all the we had all the windows in my apartment open and we were wearing skirts and like tank tops it was oh my drained. god that's crazy yeah it was strange. It was a couple of Februarys ago. Anyway, we're <laughs> doing it was Super Bowl Sunday again. But you're coming up at the end of your... You uh, finish work soon. I know.
1: One more week, week of work and then I'm off.
0: So maybe maybe being off, you'll pick up a little bit. Yeah. Knitting. I think I, I
1: have to start something new. I That's just the bottom line. I I just have to get something that is like kind of exciting going. Mm-hmm. And then I'll be more motivated. But right now, I just... Look at this massive butterscotch-colored <laughs> thing. And I'm like, Ugh. still
0: you. I'm so close, but... Well, you know, I think that that is part of the secret of keeping going on things, is to have, just to, to sometimes start something new, but it's this fine line of not starting too many things. Right. So I I finished some things in, the, in January. Um, I finished two hats for the First Nation School um, Hat Drive. that was organized by Heather, who is um, knit and wit on Ravelry. And she reported to me that over 40 hats were made. That's awesome. And we're going to make their way up to the school. And I wanted to mention some of our listeners who contributed. Um, the list that she sent me has uh, Craftily Hip, Amy Monkey, um, Kathy Ann, Rapid Imagination, Hutch Art, Elizabella Spinnerin, Prairie Poppins, AMG, Miss Morgan B, Penstemon, and DP Temple. So thank you. Um, hopefully we didn't miss anybody if uh, we did. Um, thank you, too,
1: for I participating.
0: I love that headed north hat. Yeah, so the two hats I made, great. both from Deep Stash. One is um, a blue hat. It's knit in Knit Picks Worsted uh, Swish. Hmm. And that's their super wash wool. And it is called the shilling hat. And it's written, it's a free pattern. Um, And it is written for a number of sizes. And I guessed perfectly right which size to make for the amount of yarn that I had. I don't know, I think I said there in my notes. I'm going to look on Jenny's computer here. Um, I cast on 80 stitches and I had like, just inches at the end of the pattern that's amazing so it's um kind did you of a, have to like change your decrease i didn't know no. i was really i was holding my breath there at the end though <laughs> really, i was like okay okay i think i can do it so it's a <laughs> it's a the like a pattern that it's two sections and one section is like a section of garter, and then a section of stockinette, and then up the center are uh, cables, and it's a great pattern. It goes really fast. It it's uses really cute on. exactly 110 <laughs> um, yards of <laughs> super wash worsted yarn. Um, the t- cast-on I use, which now I wish I could remember, I, I want to say that it tells you to cable cast-on, which is great in terms of not having wasting, to, yarn. wasting yarn, but I think it's a little tighter than mm. my long tail cast on. Right. It's not that it's not stretchy, but it's just a little more, yeah, just a little snug tighter, a bottom. little more snug at the bottom. So when Adrian put that on, it was a little, um, but he has kind of a big head. So I was just thinking it'll be fine. Um, And the other hat I knit was the queenie hat, which is a, um, really warm head pattern. And I knit this, this is a very deep stash, stash. I think, what did I say that I had it from? I think it was like 2004 and it is Lorna's laces, um, shepherd's worsted. And I had, um, I had like the leftover, a leftover ball of it. And I, um, I got to the top and I was going to have to change the decreases and I really didn't want to. Uh-huh. So I unpicked the cast on of wow. the hat. I unpicked it and took out one row. So I unpicked the cast on. I think, well, did I do Let's see. What did I do? I only needed three yards, so I went to look in my stash first of all because I was sure that I had a little bit of this in a swatch. Two hours to pick out the cast. (laughs) So I picked out, carefully picked out. I was watching TV or something. It was fine, and then I had this really pretty raspberry, sparkly fingering weight that matched the raspberry that's in this yarn, and I. I I knit a row and then did a Jenny surprisingly stretchy bind off and it was great and you can't even tell that it's a different yarn then I used that little scrap from the cast on and to like knit like three more rows and I was done then I sent off the hat and then I found this swatch (laughs) that I had with that yarn and I laughed and I was like oh well that's what happens but so I, I managed to get two um two projects done out of deep stash it wasn't a whole lot in yardage it ended up being like and both something. of them
1: kind of nail biters.
0: Yeah, both of them. But I used every, like it was really a sense of accomplishment to really use everything. It was awesome. I
1: think it's funny when you get to the, the end where you have wild swings between optimism <laughs> and like, it's totally going to work to like despair.
0: <laughs> and I had both of those experiences. Like with the, with the shilling hat, it was like, okay, okay, I did it. <laughs> but like I think it was something like six inches at the end and then with this Queenie hat where I, I had just run out and I I feel like I was knitting this I didn't take the train this month anywhere or January anywhere so I can't remember where I was when I just really realized it wasn't gonna work um, and I had to come up with something else so see when it was it in the month that I fit well I started on the third and ended on the sixth so it's three days. Three days. I think I just like was going to get through it as fast as I could because I was so concerned about it. That said, it's a super cute hat. I love the shape of it. The shape is really adorable. I'm Every time I knit a woolly warm head hat, I'm so happy. So happy, in fact, that I then bought the um, twisted woolly toppers after I finished this hat because um, there are a few patterns in that book that I've been eyeing for a long time. That brownie pattern, the one that's like a... It's like well it's it's pictured on a kid and it's got that um sort of snail shape and then it has these cable ear flaps so cute <laughs> so um definitely a winner both of these hats were great and i was um like i said uli diving so um those i finished for the, in the first challenge period and i've actually already finished something for the second challenge period but i'm not going to talk about right now um Maybe next time. The, <laughs> maybe on another podcast. And then moved on to... How's this going? Oh, gosh. So I'm knitting right now. My dad asked me to knit him a scarf. I've, I knit him two scarves. I don't think he remembers the first scarf I knit him. It's, it was a pre-ravelry project. I knit it in Lamb's... Pride. I know. Lamb's Pride worsted. Um, so not like the greatest... I mean, at that time, I was just like, that was the yarn I would go to because it's hardy.
1: You know? I like how I like the feel of it and the mohair. And... But
0: I don't think if you're not a knitter, yeah. you can really
1: appreciate it. Yeah.
0: But I knit that. It's a I remember it. it's either a 1-1 or a 2-2 rib in three different colors of Lamb's Pride that I carried up the side. So it was like a hunter green, a burgundy, and a navy blue. I have no pictures of it, nothing. I have no documentation of this project. Um, so that one I don't even think is in his mind of ever having had and then I had made him that uh, the semen scarf yes um, I remember that um knit picks panache no cadena or cadena some other one. it was a really bulky yarn that, um they have a yarn that has a similar makeup but with a different name now was
1: it like the um merino alpaca cashmere yes. no blind? just
0: merino alpaca and alpaca okay, okay. um um and so he lost that and asked for another scarf. So I started to, I actually bought yarn. I went and bought a skein of Miss Babs Yauza, which they sell it over for keeping warm. And I thought the markup was more, but it really isn't. That yarn has um, gone up. It's 38 from Miss Babs, and it was 41. So it wasn't that much different than buying it from Miss Babs. And right. I got to see it in person. It's just navy, but, you know. And it's her, so many yards. Yeah, 560 yards. It's insane. I mean... And I don't feel... I'm 20-some... I'm about a third of the way into this project, and I don't even feel like I've made a dent in the yarn yet. Like, <laughs> there's going to be so much yarn left over from this, it's going to probably make me cry. I don't know what I'm going to do with it. I, I mean, on one hand, I
1: love those giant skeins of yarn. Oh, right. Like, I love... I just love knowing that you have so much yardage. <laughs> But on the other hand, it's it's hard to use it all up. Like, I had the same thing with, like, Lisa Souza's alpaca silk.
0: hmm
1: Love that yarn. It's such a
0: great yarn. 750 yards. So
1: soft.
0: <laughs> I know. And? And it is just hard to use it all up. It's, did, what did you make with that yarn?
1: I made a shawl for my sister. Mm-hmm. I had I bought it twice. I I had like a peanut kind of curry colored one mm-hmm. that I made my grandma a shawl a swallowtail out of, and then I okay. don't even know what I did with the rest of it. And then um I it must be in my leftovers bin. And then I made like this for my sister ruffled
0: shawl. Yeah. Well, that's really pretty is that a gray it was oh the, was that that purple gray yeah I remember when you bought that yeah it was at Stitches yep yeah Oh, wow. that's gorgeous the gossamer shawl with ruffle from mm. Carabella is that the same one that you knit for your mom yeah oh it's uh, so different in a different yarn I know your mom's is so
1: crazy looking yeah it's kind of foofy <laughs> she picked up some weird yarn it's
0: like pink and like multicolored she, she picked up like it.
1: three different yarns that she wanted all in one project and they were all different textures but they yes. kind of color complemented each other but they it just ended up looking really floofy
0: there it is oh yeah yeah <laughs> it's like peach and pink and textured yes but she's so pleased. She likes it. It's <laughs> more power to her. Yes, exactly. Um, yeah, it is a conundrum with those big. You're, you're like, wow, what a deal! Oh my god, I have so much yarn.
1: I mean, I think that the way to use it, which is my next strategy, is uh, to buy two mm-hmm. and just plan on a sweater.
0: What's well, interesting. So, um, while well, we're talking about sweaters. The Maxfield cardigan, I think I mentioned last time, right. uh, Amy Christopher's pattern, it is knit in um, Laura Slice's Honor, which is basically this, it's the same makeup as that alpaca silk, mm-hmm. um, and it is also a big yardage. Lisa's is a ridiculously big yardage, and so it's hard, though, because I think that pattern calls for, like, a 1,000 yards in one and 300 or 400 in the other, so you end up having a ton. If I bought it from Lisa, I'm going to end up having a ton of less leftover yarn. Mm. Miss Babs also sells that base yarn. Um, but I've also been contemplating maybe doing it in a fingering weight merino superwash just at a looser gauge because I think it's a 23 or 24 overstock, um, stitches over 4 inches in stockinette. So I think that a looser gauge merino is going to give a similar texture. Like, Because I feel like that alpaca silk is just going to be floppy right it's not gonna have a ton of body
1: yeah i was thinking about making the bailey out of the out of that out of alpaca silk yeah and just knitting it at a looser gauge yeah
0: and if you got two you would have yeah. plenty, plenty
1: plenty i can make some sort of accessory
0: <laughs> um actually it's a tighter gauge that requires the bailey cardigan which is what i'm knitting on right now so another amy Christopher's pattern. I finally I decided to use my precious, precious Ming that has been in my stash for somewhere around at least five years. It's in I think I've dated it in my stash, but I can't remember off the top of my head. Are you just
1: loving knitting it? Oh my because God. it's so soft.
0: I had to put this aside to work on some other stuff and I was literally like sad. I was <laughs> I was like thinking about it like, oh, I wish I could be knitting Ming right now. <gasps> Jenny. They're going to discontinue Ming. Why? I know. I saw it on the Art Fibers board because they just, they can't find a mill. I guess their mill isn't making it, and, or they have to, so they have to, until they can find another mill that can make it, they are discontinuing it. It really, literally almost sent me to Art Fibers last week to buy some, but I really don't, I don't think, I can't, can I justify it? I don't think I can. Well
1: it might go the way of great art fibers yarns of the past i, just,
0: I do ha- i will have this project and if it, if it pills i don't even care now like the pilling question not even important the experience of knitting this yarn is worth however much it's gonna pill yeah and it's dark brown this you know dark uh raisiny brown so i feel like the pilling isn't gonna bother me we'll see i am sad
1: that i didn't because i bought uh, ming in this like bittersweet orange I do, color. I that.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I wish I'd bought that color in large quantities. Because that was, it's like a, this beautiful glowing color. Do you
0: still have it or do you knit something? I
1: knit a cowl out of it. Which I still have. Oh, I know. I know yeah, that cowl. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, God, I would love
0: to have a sweater out of that. I know. It's amazing. And, I mean, it's not that unusual of a base. It's a 50-50 merino silk single. Right. Other people have to have it. But for some reason, I don't feel like... It's as prevalent, I mean, it is a difficult yarn because of the pilling factor, and it ends up probably being more, oh, you know what it's like, a little bit, is mono Silk right. Merino, or I guess Monos' is silk wool, and Malabrigo's is a silk merino, so it's similar to those. Right. And i those, but I didn't have the same sort of ecstatic reaction to it as I do when I knit in Ming.
1: I think that Ming, I mean, our Fabers just has a different color aesthetic. Than yes. both of those other companies.
0: It's also, it's, you know, even the, there's a difference in knitting it than knitting even a, a really nice merino. Like I was also knitting, you know, with this Miss Babs for my dad's um, scarf, which by the way, I don't think I mentioned the pattern is number 26 basket weave scarf from the 60 Quick Knits book. Uh, the the uh, designer is Linda Medina. It's a, a symbol, it's like garter stitch alternated with. This woven pattern, and one where you like cross the stitches in opposite directions on the different, yeah. You know, so it looks like a rattan, right, uh, or something like. What is that called? Wicker, like a wicker, yeah, like, a, like a wicker pattern, a basket pattern. So um, it's called basket weave, but I think a basket weave is a different stitch. So right. Um, anyway. You know, and Miss Babs is lovely to knit with, but there's something about Ming that just, it's like, it's like butter. It is. That it is. So I made it through the body of this in January, and I did something unusual as far as counting my yardage for January. I usually only count yardage when I'm totally done with a project, Mm -hmm. but I kind of wanted to get a sense of how much I knit in a month, Mm -hmm. and so every time I finished a ball of Ming, I entered it it. Yeah. Just to see, like, what is really my pace? Mm-hmm. Because sometimes it does, another demoralizing thing about knitting is when you wait, like I did with my mom's sweater, and all of a sudden you take 1,200 yards out. I don't really have a sense of how, what my pace was, except right. really that it took me two years, so really my pace is irrelevant. <laughs> but, yeah, I think that, but
1: no, your knitting pace, what no matter what you're working on, is your pace, right? Right. So I think it's nice to kind of know what that is, it's even just, if yeah. like you go back to totaling by the end of the project,
0: right? It's and it, so it, what was good is I did see that I had knit a, th- a thousand yards, which I think is pretty accurate to my pace—about a thousand yards a month.
1: That's awesome. what I can knit, it's like
0: a sweater a month. Sure, except then I always compare myself to Aaron B. <laughs> I didn't even try
1: to go there. And it's she's twice as much, like, you know, um,
0: easily twice as much. I don't know how, my
1: sister, who I consider a paragon of productivity,
0: mm-hmm. was like, how does Erin do it?
1: <laughs> I was like, how do you do it? But how does she do it? Yeah. How do either of you do it? I don't know.
0: It's it's yeah, crazy. Like We were joking on the Uli boards, and Erin said something, she's like, for instance, if I did a bajillion projects this month, and someone said, well, I'd be impressed if someone did a bajillion projects. I'm like... Um, if anybody's gonna knit a bajillion <laughs> projects, it's gonna be Aaron, So, just watch for it. Um. Anyway, that said, I had knit a thousand yards. I'd gotten through the body of of Bailey, and I'm now uh, knitting the back, which I think I really have a shot at finishing. Even in you know, depending on much of the super bowl i watch i think i'm about oh yeah four inches in i have about three and a half more oh, to I go think. before i start to shaving the shoulders i could finish the back today yeah definitely which could be exciting and then the fronts will go super fast mm-hmm. and then then i enter sleeve territory but i'd really love to have this done by stitches it would be really exciting
1: so for the sleeves is it a set in pick up
0: her, from the she top is, down um, that's how I'll do it. But uh-huh. she rents her sleeves typically, and I think this to is semen. the case here, as, yeah, from bottom up, seam in. Okay. But I tend, I've done all of her patterns so far. Um, the ones, the two sweaters I've knit, the Acer and the campus jacket, which, by the way, I'm wearing the heck out of my campus jacket. It's um, cool and, you know, pretty cool in the mornings instead of wearing my, my uh, wool coat. I've been wearing that, it's been great. Did I ever Very show happy. you my finished Pimlico? No, you didn't
1: you talk about well, I'll go get it for you
0: all right I'll be right back. Um, yeah, so Jenny can miss how i'm actually the other project i'm working on. It socks, <laughs> but um, I had some deep stash so deep again that i I don't remember exactly when I got this. It is mountain colors barefoot um in this in chocolate, which is a beautiful chocolate brown, as the name might indicate. And I've had it, I think, since 2007 or 8. And a couple of years ago, a pattern popped up on Knitty, the Java socks. And they're so cute. And the brown is pretty much the same brown that the yarn I have is. So I'm uh, knitting the socks. Um, I think I'll knit them for John. The nice thing is this pattern, the Java socks, is written for two sizes um one size is 84 stitches and the other size is 60 stitches and i went back and looked at the socks that i made for john and barefoot last time and i smartly wrote down that i cast on 60 stitches yes. <laughs> so i know that i can write uh knit the java socks as written for 60 stitches and they probably will fit john Most barefoot's a bigger yarn right yes right and barefoot's a bigger yarn yeah. i'm knitting it the pattern says 2.25 needles i'm knitting this on 2.5 needles i love barefoot and I'm oh, having a okay. similar experience with Barefoot as I do with Ming. Like, I actually, the other day, I was sitting at lunch knitting them, and I did not want to go back to my office. I just wanted to sit there. and Not that I'm ever like, hey, I want to put away my knitting and go to work, but it really, there was something about the yarn and where I was in the pattern. I was like, I just want to sit here and knit. I think it's like the feel of it and the colors. You're like... Yeah, the colors are just... And this is just brown that I'm knitting with, but both the brown that my Ming and the brown of those socks is so beautiful. Yeah. That I don't want to give them up. So let me see your Pimlico. All
1: right, so I don't know what to do about this. I go oh, through no. these phases where I like, <laughs> oh, I no. think I need to like lengthen the sleeves, and then I think, no, I don't need to lengthen the sleeves. Um, and then I think, am I ever going to wear this? Maybe I should just give it away. <laughs> I don't know. And then it, I don't know, it fits kind of funny. So
0: it's it's very bat-wingy under your arms. Yeah. The sleeves feel too short to you? Like, hold your arms out to your side. They're not rising up that much but, at all. They still feel cover like, your wrists. But you feel because restricted? they're so
1: bat-wingy, I yeah. want to pull them up. I see. And then they look kind of ridiculous. So would you
0: rather have them, I mean, is the restriction of motion what's really getting you?
1: Maybe. I think the other thing is that, like, since it's basically a rectangle, mm-hmm. um, a seamed rectangle with sleeves, mm-hmm. it's never going to fit, like, right. and cover your front.
0: Well, here's the thing. This is where I would argue for keeping it. Okay. Stylistically, I don't think it looks like you.
1: Right. No.
0: Yeah, stylistically. But recently, I have... Um, I was complaining to myself, I need a blanket, I need to knit myself a blanket so when I sit and knit at night, I have something to wear. Uh-huh. And then I found my colonnade shawl, uh-huh. which is kind of too big to wear with anything. Like, well, I remember putting it on over my winter coat, and I was just like, I felt like the Michelin man. Like, it was just too much. <laughs> it's a heavy, heavy worsted right. shawl right. over a wool coat. Like, it just wasn't working. But it stays on kind of like a Faroese. So I can sit at, in the evenings and knit right. while I'm watching TV and be warm. What if you just thought of this as your house sweater? Like reading in bed, up nursing a baby in the middle of the night. Like I think that if you could do one of two things, either not care that the sleeves were too short right. or add some length to the sleeves so you could have long sleeves, I think you would get a lot of use out of an open front um, kind but of like know. a wearable blanket really, essentially, is what you've got. Yeah. The other weird thing
1: about the Pimlico is that you seem the sleeves to actually be kind of tight. Mm-hmm. So it's weird to have this blanket on with, like, tight forearms.
0: <laughs> do you know it's what like I mean? Like It's just, it's just blanket. odd. It's
1: very odd.
0: I'm wondering, like... Is there a way to change the seaming? Or a... Uh, no. uh, yeah,
1: it involves ripping back. Maybe do um, do that.
0: Now I'm just thinking of, like, who, Who could I give it to? Then Maybe that's what you should do. <laughs> what about Michelle? Would Michelle wear something like that? Your youngest sister?
1: I might give it to my mom.
0: Or your mom. I don't know if she would wear it, but
1: she's smaller than me, so, so I don't think it, it would feel... As... Yeah, I think it would feel better on her than me.
0: Yeah, because stylistically, it's... I don't see you wearing it. Is yeah. there something about the the ribbing that actually looks kind of ruffly? Is that yeah. the intention? I I not know what the original sweater looks like. The... It,
1: it's it's just odd. I don't know what I was thinking when I thought that this was going to be like an it was a awesome good, thing. It was
0: a good mat yarn pattern match.
1: Yeah, I mean, it did use a ton of Cascade 220. I have to right. say. Um, but I I am kind of sad that you know you knit thousands of yards and then you're dissatisfied at the end. <laughs>
0: does it is kind of saddening oh well and sometimes at least it, like it takes a while like not that i'm dissatisfied with my um amelia cardigan but uh-huh. like i just you know stylistically grew out of that and my mock cardi so this doesn't say anything about like you know the pattern it's just at some point you're like oh that's not me right maybe it was when i made it
1: yeah um Oh, well. Oh, well. You're
0: not going to see your mom for a month, so you have a month to sort of decide if you really want to keep it. Uh,
1: yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking no. Mm. Um,
0: But I'm glad I knit it. So can you see your way past the sweater to, like, what your next project would be?
1: Can I? Uh, Well... It's nothing that exciting. <laughs> I still have that yellow cardigan and right. that pink silk t shirt to finish. Right. Um
0: And I can see why, especially the pink t shirt. There's no motivation to finish that until
1: I shrink a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that'll be good to finish like at the beginning of the summer. Right. Um
0: and even the curry, I mean, I'm calling it the curry cardigan, even though it's not really the curry cardigan, but it's right. sort of your version of the curry cardigan, mm-hmm. you know, even that is a kind of a slim, long slim. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you definitely could wear that open. Right. Until you felt like you got your shape to the you know, back to that size. Right. I, and plus,
1: like, since I've been pregnant, I've been running so hot. Uh-huh. That like, the idea of knitting. The idea slither. of knitting. I don't. Like all I want to look for are like short sleeve shirts, (laughs) and like, and I know that that is going that is all going to change, right? In a month, but so it's hard for me to think of the next sweater. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean?
0: What about? So do you have socks going?
1: I have a pair of socks going out of Cascade Two Twenty Superwash. Right. Um, I'm almost done with one sock, but I, I'm gonna need another ball.
0: What, What? What's the What size needle are you using? What am I using?
1: Um, Let me grab them. I think
0: it's a... Because if you're doing 220 and you're running out of... You're going to need a second ball. That means that you're not knitting it at a regular... You know, it's a pretty small gauge that you're getting.
1: Yeah. 3.75. That's a... 5. 5. Yeah. So Thuja. Just like a <laughs> yeah. But um maybe I won't need another ball, but I kind of feel like I'm gonna
0: I feel like you still have a good amount of yarn here. Yeah. Um you could when you get to the toe do do you have another superwash? Do the toe in a different color. That is
1: my only ball a super cascade two twenty superwash.
0: I say do the toe and something else, and that might mean you have enough. Right. um, And this is some Giants Orange you got going here. I
1: know.
0: (laughs) My brother texted me again this week saying that his collection of wool socks have been really. Uh, good to him this winter so
1: my mom was saying that and she said when i
0: come out will you teach me how to knit socks so i can make myself some socks that's great
1: because they're so warm i'm like oh my god
0: i need to knit myself some socks that was i was kind of thinking when i started the java socks i'm like maybe these will be too small for john but i think actually when i held them up to the other socks they're definitely gonna be fine the (laughs) only thing would be is if he couldn't get it over his heel Right. So I think when I get, like, through some of the foot, I'll have him try it on. Um, I also am having a hard time finding all of my small needles. Like, I had two pair. I thought I had two pairs of everything. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And I can't find my second pair of 2.5s. i got to look and see what I might have knit in 2.5s last because I can't find them. Because I like to have, you know, go back and forth. Do you have a needle holder like the one you made for me? no
1: i keep them i love that needle holder i should probably just do that you should make yourself one
0: because like the one you made for me it's like so easy to find stuff that's probably good because what i do is i keep them in little like tupperware style containers in their packages but then if i'm not then if i'm using them sometimes they go a little you know hiding and then i've been have you heard the, the hype around signature needles these, like, amazing, yeah. like, needles that have this super smooth join and this great wire, but they cost $42 a pair. <gasps> I know. Um, but I was thinking maybe, this is what um, they said on the Yarniacs. like, maybe if there's a size you knit with a lot, it might be worth it. And so I knit, I was thinking I knit with sixes all the time. Mm-hmm. might be nice to have a really nice pair of sixes. Because I could probably have five pairs of six sixes in that I could have something on all mm-hmm. all of those, right? You know it's the most common sweater kn- knitting needle size for me, and then often accessories like my dad's scarf and be knitting. I'm actually going between I'm knitting the garter stitch on sixes and the uh, basket weave thing on sevens, so that I try not to have it too much of a pull, right. So um, I have been thinking a lot about knitting pullovers. It started with seeing again Amy Christophers. I told her I'm totally stalking her. She knit the wheat ear pullover. Uh-huh. Do you know which one that is? It's a Pam yeah, Allen. Yeah, it's the Pam
1: Allen pullover. the boat necked.
0: Right, and it but it's knit in this horrible salmon pink. Yeah. No offense to those of you who love salmon pink, but it was it's on just, the cover. Yes, and Amy knit it in this awesome purple, and I'm like, oh my god, I want to knit that sweater in that exact color. <laughs> So I've been looking at other pullovers. The other one that I think might be nice is um, Julia Trice's Corazon, um, which she had gifted me that pattern. And thinking about the Uli project, I have been thinking that that Shellridge Farm DK that I was trying to destash. I was thinking, what if
1: the Nordic Memories Shellridge
0: Memories (laughs) Shellridge? What if I overdyed that brown? Whoa! I know it's crazy. But it's like, that brown is just kind of too ashy. It's not very deep. Right. And I don't know if I necessarily need to make it brown, but I wonder if I overdyed it either with like a red right. or a purple. What could happen? And then knit, um, use it because the gauge is, is pretty thin, and I could probably even knit it tighter than 22, knit a pullover with it. So that's sort of... It's obviously not the next thing I'm going to do, but it's in my head of how to use that yarn (laughs) because I'm struggling otherwise. (laughs) Um, I want to talk a little bit about Uli, and so for those of you who may have missed this brainstorm of sorts of mine, Uli stands for Use It or Lose It, and it is an effort for uh, people, and mostly myself, but apparently also 208 other people this last month um, to knit projects from our stash or decide possibly to part with that yarn. For the most part, I can report that most people knit their yarn. Um, A listener, uh, Carol, um, whose Ravelry username is catrio for me she put together some statistics about the first Uli project, and she did this, I think, the day before the challenge closed, but the total yards knit by everybody was fifty nine thousand seven hundred and sixty two. Holy crap. Right? So that's probably like as big as a lot of people's stashes, right? right. So altogether with two hundred people we can knit so many stash in one month.
1: Yeah. Or four weeks, not even
0: a whole month. Necessarily. <laughs> Um, and then another, I'd say it's like another eighteen hundred yards were people who lost some yarn. They either decided to put it up for destash or gave it to a friend. I think one person even threw some yarn away because she just decided it was too awful to continue with. <laughs> um, and the average um, update when she averaged everybody's projects, it was two hundred and forty-five yards. And her goal, she said, was to um, kind of beat that average or ma- at least make that average every month. And so last month, I just made that average. I think it was just about what I knit. It was about those two two hats, hats those two hats. But this month, with the project that I'm not talking about and this sweater, if I finish this sweater in this project period, I will have knit like 1,400 yards for this. That is period. impressive. So, there um have been a lot of questions about how to count projects, and I guess my first preface is to say i'm I'm not like a stickler for rules. I'm not gonna say, "Hey, that was yarn you purchased on- I don't know whatever yeah, you gotta do what works for you, and while working for yourself, also just try to be fair to everybody else who's participating so like don't knit you know thirteen whips, all of which you started." in December, you know, or something, you know, like this really is about trying to be true to the spirit of the, of the challenge of using your stash. So you can do some whips, but try to go dig into your stash if you have one and pull some out. So I put together a few scenarios. I, I was thinking about reading them, but I actually think that if if you want to, it's in the um, Uli guidelines uh, thread, which is a locked thread that only I post in. And it's the most recent thing I posted So I have a few different scenarios that I think um, would work. Um, You know, basically, I'll tell you what I'm doing. I won't go into all of them. What I'm doing is during each challenge period, anything that I knit for my stash, I'm numbering as that challenge period. Um, That doesn't mean you have to do that. You could just do 13 different projects. But so last month I did two, both of those were Uli 01. This month I'm hoping to do two, and those will both be Uli 02, or this challenge period. But I also want to leave room that, like, if one month I want to do one uli and start a totally new project that's not from Stash Yarn, that's something I just bought, I can also do that. I want to make sure that I do at least one in each challenge period, so I'm pacing myself. But if I do more than that, that's great. So check out that post. I'll link to it from the show notes, and you can read all the different ideas I have of how you could kind of work it out. And if there's something that I didn't mention, I probably would think that was fine too. So just work that stash. And I'm really impressed at how um, motivated this is made people, including myself. Like I'm really like, ooh, what else can I knit for my stash? Or uh, last night came across this ball that um, school products... Merino cashmere that I tried to gauge swatch to see what I could do with it, and I'm like more and more. I look at it, the more and more I think I'm just gonna get rid of that yarn. Oh, I just it didn't. What I color just, is it? It's like a neon-y yellow and with a gray. Like I kind I love the colors together, but uh-huh. I'm just like I don't know. I just didn't like the way the swatches knit up. I should wash the swatch, but it's just it not does, moving me. That that yarn does
1: bloom. It, really nicely
0: yeah I... but school products the funny
1: thing about that that yarn is like the the colors i Are... remember when i bought that cone of salmon pink yeah
0: the school <laughs> products. And then you made becky the yeah Didn't the giant
1: february baby Didn't sweater you
0: two of those i i made
1: something else out of it i i think it was a kids thing yeah i don't remember you think oh what a great deal this is and you're like, this is seriously a luxury yarn right? for such a great deal. But, but somebody then, doesn't
0: have a great color sense. It was a lot of salmon pink. Mm-hmm. I actually kind of like the yellow with the gray. It reminds me of caution tape. But it's just, it's it's a weird, because it's four plies just kind of stuck together, it does feel weird to work with. Mm-hmm. So,
1: And it doesn't feel elastic like no. wool usually feels. No, it feels. doesn't.
0: You're totally right. Yeah. So that might be a, a lose it for me at some point. We'll see. I give you permission to lose that yarn. All right. Do it. The, the great thing was I did some losing of yarn back in November. So like some of the real stuff that I needed to get rid of is, although I don't know what happened. Did you guys take any of that to scrap? Uh, I don't know what,
1: I think it's in the garage. Mm-hmm. still in the I'll garage. we'll figure
0: out what to do with that.
1: Um, I know what I'm going to knit next. Ooh. I am going to use some of my Pigeon Roof Studios electric rose sock yarn. Uh-huh. Ooh. Um, here it is. Mm. To make... Where's my library? I'm going to make that fringy scarf that Aaron just made, Bad Oyster. Uh-huh. Oh, that'll be... Oh, in that yarn? Yeah. Nice. Because I feel like that will be something where I can just... Carry it around in my bag. And it's and, not a lot of... And I'll be like, oh, this is so pretty. <laughs> Here, but baby. it's very not mentally taxing.
0: <laughs> right. i will be interesting. I felt like I got a lot of knitting done right when Adrian was born. But I don't know. It might have been what I was doing to save my sanity. I'm not exactly sure how it worked.
1: But... I remember you were knitting a lot after he was born. Right, that's what I meant. Didn't right. I say that? Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah I, at least those first couple months. Um, he made a lot of trips to imagine it in his, <laughs> in his various baby-carrying devices. Um, so, um, uh, good, that's an Uli project. Yeah. Nice. Um, for the Uli challenge period, too, we uh, will have a copy of Botanical Knits by Alana Decos of Never Not Knitting, which we are going to review today. Yeah. That's um, the last thing we want to talk about. So um, I actually want to make sure. We are on the blog tour for Alana. And um, so this will be in conjunction with her blog tour. But um, I think, I just want to log in and see as, as of November 3rd what the status of that book is. I know that it was coming out this month. I have such a complicated Ravelry password, and I do not know why I did that to
1: myself. <laughs> you never um, know who's going to break into your Ravelry account yeah, and wreak havoc with your exactly your stats. <laughs> That's funny.
0: I, it was like it's less complicated, I think, if I were doing it on a real keyboard. Mm-hmm. But doing it on the iPad keyboard is not as easy. So it is still, as of today, in pre-order. So it is going to be both a digital and a print book, and uh, we'll see, um, check back soon. If I have an update before this post, I will let you know. Um, And the patterns got a lot of attention when they first were released on Ravelry. Um, So I, I looked at them, and of course they were beautiful Alana patterns, but I always have to comment when I see a publication by Alana that it's more than just the patterns. Like, the whole packaging that Alana does is amazing and gorgeous. It's
1: really nicely designed and photographed.
0: It's just, yeah, the photographs are so lush, and there's something about the way they're photographed and the yarns that she uses that make her... Designs seem like they glow and just have like all this dimensionality. That's beyond just the garment. That it's like fully, it's like magical.
1: <laughs> Carly Tatum is the photographer, and then the graphic designer is Mary Jo Gomeage. That's an interesting last name. I don't know.
0: And she, I think, is the same designer that she's worked with before. Yeah, it just has does the same a, aesthetic. Just really does this great job of pulling in like what is inspired, what has inspired Alana into the design of the right. book, and so you see it in ways that you may not even notice. Like I'm just looking at the table of contents page, and there's a texture behind the table of contents. That gives the page a depth, and I love actually this table of contents page. It reminds me of this Japanese knitting book I have.
1: Right, I know exactly which one you're talking right. about.
0: Right, so where so on the left hand side is the list of the patterns with the number of the page that they're by, that they're on, and then there's a picture of each item, not on anybody, but laid out on this you know, textured background with the number of the page that they're on. So you can look at each name, or you can just say, "Ooh, I like that sweater," and go straight to page thirty-six. Right. So, um, you know, just in that is amazing. Um, and then, you know, if you if you like Alana style already, you're gonna find a lot to like about this book. Um, she really does draw her inspiration from nature again and again, and particularly, I think, the forest and the. The leaves. Flora and leaves and flora and fauna, uh, flora mostly, not fauna necessarily, of California. So I think that also resonates with me. Like these are the, this is the forest that I knew and grew up with. These are the plants that I knew and grew up with. Um, so it starts with the sweater section. There are four sweaters. The, the two sweaters that I like especially are the Autumn's End, which is a pullover, an all-over lace pullover with raglan sleeves. And it's that fur cone lace pattern. And it is knit in um in a fingering ish weight, I think. I always think of ultra opaque light as being not a little heavier than fingering, I guess it's sport. Um but some um alternative she gives this Road to China light. Can you imagine a sweater? Road <laughs> <with? laughs> China Light. Oh my gosh. Um and you know, it's it's a symmetrical kind of sweater, so it has waist shaping, um, and then an equally sized bust and hip area. I would have a little bit of a difficulty with that. I probably would rethink how that was how that worked for me, because my hips are bigger than my bust. Mm-hmm. So I'd have to kind of think more carefully about how to do the strategically do the increases. Um or maybe do something that was wider at the bottom and had a more fitted across the bust because there would be stretch and right. for the lace. Um it has a neat side panel that is in stockinette, and I imagine that's where the shaping takes place. Right. And the other pattern that we both liked, well, I like the twigs and willows as well. Um it is I believe also, and this is an errand weight, right? Shelter, sh- shelter is more of an errand weight or worsted weight. Um, 20 stitches. So it's 20 over four. Yeah. So um, more, more worsted. And a nice button-down cardigan, yeah. tweedy texture with very um, kind of a small leaf detail. It actually looks like branches with tiny leaves off of them on a garter stitch background. But the other one that we both commented on, Jenny, is the entangled vines.
1: Yes. So pretty. Um, Top-down raglan with like a cable leaf pattern that just runs down the sleeves, um, which is just really simple and pretty. Mm-hmm. She uses organic.
0: Oh, I love that yarn. You have. Or did you get rid of that? <laughs>
1: no, I have it. I have it. But I was going to make that cable pullover. Remember that cabled pullover mm-hmm. I was going to make? I do that?
0: Yeah, I do know which one you're talking about. Yes.
1: So I feel like it's committed to that
0: right now. Um, I'll just have
1: to buy different organics
0: for this one. <laughs> yeah, I like, of course, it's this beautiful brown that I'm sort of obsessed with right now.
1: Um, I mean, this to me looks like a sweater that you could knit fairly quickly. Mm-hmm. That would be just really nice to get it off your needles and put on.
0: Right. And maybe you know? for the, the, size 34 which is the size shown let's say if you do the th- size that's 37 and a half that is only a thousand yards so that's a pretty you can get that in a month if you or me and committed to a single sweater it's three-quarter length sleeves which I like on this on the model but I don't have a lot of stuff that has three-quarter length sleeves I think it's a sweater that might be a little irritating to me but well Back before I was pregnant,
1: I was always complaining that my forearms got cold with three-quarter right. length sweaters. But now I'm like, uh, I, I should just make this short-sleeved. <laughs> <laughs> you should
0: make the born sweater for Harold. You're like, I was too hot. You should wear a short-sleeved sweater. Um, so then the next section is um, the accessory section. And Alana's accessories are just phenomenal. She has... Um, And this is, I really noticed this. The first uh, one in the section is called Forest Floor. It's a slouchy hat. And it's really where I noticed how much the design echoes sort of the inspiration because there's this great photo of leaves on the forest floor. And if you look back at the hat, you're like, oh my gosh, it's the same thing. And the color that she chose for the model is just perfect. Um... And you kind of see that really throughout this whole accessory section.
1: Yeah, the textures that she has with her stitch patterns are really, they turn out really, really nice.
0: Um, and see the, uh, another pattern I really love is the twin leaf loop, which is uh, knit and misty alpaca chunky. Oh, it would be another nice one for like Tosh bulky. Um, and it is uh, one of those kind of infinity cowl, like a double looped cowl. It looks really cozy. Um, she uses the same pattern, right, for the socks and for the Mitts. mittens, yes, yeah, the ivy trellis pattern, and, um, just a nice poppy, kind of like a pop of a leaf. Um, I think we both liked Oaked Trail, that
1: cloche-style hat.
0: Oh, I love that cloche-style hat. The what is side leaf. Uh, Tasha Vintage, I actually felt like I could call that when I saw that yeah that's gorgeous. I have a ton of tosh vintage left over for my mom's sweater Not, not I'm kind of over that color at the moment though <laughs> so but it yeah it's got the side close leaf and uh reverse stockinette band that goes around so it's I'm imagining I don't know exactly that it's knit on or in somehow and uh but it looks just really it's really neat Wait, so how much tosh vintage do you have left? oh almost six hundred yards. <gasps> Wow. I know. But again, like, I knit a whole sweater in that yarn. Yeah. I have a bunch of scraps, and then I have two full skeins, and then I have one uh, most of a skein. So, and t- this ton of scraps, I think I'm just, I actually think I'm going to give a handful of those to my mom because she was wanting to fasten something to it and fix, like, a couple of places where it's stretched a little bit already. Right. She said, oh, by the way, update on my mom's sweater. She wears it all the time. Nice. It's really nice. But there are a couple of places where I had sewn up, you know, like hemming or like hemming the seam, uh-huh. and they've pulled a little bit just because the weight. Tosh vintage is so heavy. Right. Oh my gosh.
1: Well, carrera is a heavy sweater because of the double garter right, stitch. Right. Double garter stitch. the eats hood, so much yarn, and it's super wash. and it's, and it's long, just yeah. And
0: there's a lot. So, but, if I ever wanted to knit in that color again, I have yarn. <laughs> Actually, if anybody wanted to trade some leftover Tosh Vintage in a different color way, I would happily pr- trade my skeins of uh, forest, is what it's called. So, kind of perfect for that. For that, the oak trail, of the forest theme of this book. Um, the other thing that... There's a cute pair of mitts, the spring foliage. I right? love those. Yeah, with a nice... Um, What is that called? It's not embossed. It's the other, it's the opposite of the embossed. It's it's like a 3D, the leaf that pops out of the the leaf cable. That reminds me a little bit, but that's in a different, kind of slightly different, of that Veronique Avery pattern that I was obsessed with when we first started knitting. Because it's knit in that similar green. Remember that lace leaf pullover? Wasn't that a
1: Tevederim?
0: I'm sorry. What did I say? Veronique Gabriel. Yeah. Yes, it was a Tevederim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. You're right. Those were the two people I was obsessed with at the beginning of my knitting. <laughs> so, um, oh, and an updated version of the lace, the Cedar Leaf Shawlette, that is really interesting. It's um, bigger. It's um, it's so it's a full shawl version, and it looks like um, it's created by creating these the the Change inside is created by creating these wedges. It's knit in what looks to be a worsted weight yarn and about 500-ish yards of it. Oh, DK is what it says. Um, oh, and she suggested Pashmina worsted. That would be
1: gorgeous. That would be
0: very nice. But I had that Pashmina Sport. I could do like a smaller version of the bigger version in Pashmina Sport, and I have like... Seven hundred yards of that, or six something. Mm. So, I it's it's lovely. It's kind of reminds me it's a little Austen-esque, mm-hmm. Jane Austen-esque, uh, with the, in the bigger size with the leaves. Um, but that was a favorite knit of mine, the Charlotte. Um And then there's a little thing I want to say at the end. She does a sweet thing where she shows all the yarns in leaves on this drawing of a tree. And um, then gives a pattern for making little leaves. And I think it would be a, a fun thing to do with scraps. Like if you have a little bit of a scrap left at the end of a project, you can make a couple of little leaves. And then Jenny thought. You could tie them on a branch you, or something. Yeah, or... put them on a branch, keep yeah. them in your craft space. Or um, she suggests like making a mobile out of them or maybe a wreath out of them. That would be pretty. And make a garland that I could, you know, I could put around the room. I, if I were somebody who, like, seasonally decorated my house, that might be... <laughs> I should make it for my mom, who is somebody who does seasonally decorate her house. <laughs> um, so, but all in all, again, a really, really great... beautiful book. Really beautiful book from Alana. Um, just um, really a couple of garments that I think I would make, and then a great go-to place for accessories. So... Um, Again, it's Botanical Knits, and it is going to be available in February. Um, And you can go to the – it has a website, botanicalknits.com. I believe you join the mailing list, and uh, you can um, find out when the book is uh, going to be released, if it hasn't been released already by today while you're listening to this. Is
1: Alana going to be at Stitches?
0: She is. Alana is going to be at Stitches, so if you're going to be at Stitches West – Alana is going to be sharing a booth again with Lisa, of Becoming Art. So, um, stop by and say hi. I don't know if she'll have copies of the book there, but I can find out and post about that in our group. Speaking of Stitches, Jenny and I still are planning on being there. (laughs) We don't know what will happen. (sighs) Jenny especially is now in the waiting game. Yeah. Uh, your due date is shortly after Stitches. three days
1: after Stitches.
0: So, um... Our plan is to go Friday. Um, I've talked to a couple people about meeting up, so um, I'm hoping to go whether or not, you know, even if a baby has arrived. Although I'm also hoping to paint Adrian's bedroom that week, and so hopefully I won't get caught up in that project so deeply that I can't go buy yarn, for God's sakes. What color are you going to paint it? Interesting. So I'm all fully, and anybody who's painted probably has been through this, so Adrian's room is going to be like a bricky, red nice. like kind of a terracotta bricky uh-huh. red um on two walls uh-huh. and then two walls um this taupe do you know that quilt that we have that's the map of mission street that my brother and sister-in-law had made it's just it's like a gray brown taupe okay and i found a very similar color to that so two the two bigger walls would be painted in that and then the ceiling will be a lighter color um and as will the trim I also, am wanting to, I'm wanting to paint the whole house, so now I'm going around with big paint swatches in every room. And we just it's crazy. painted. And yeah. And half the time we were like, we were going to try to match walls,
1: but then we gave up and we're like, we'll just do accent walls. Oh, <laughs> so, uh... Yeah. Um, yeah, that's what Adrian's room is. The exactly. accent has
0: accent. And actually, two accent walls. My friend Molly suggested it because two of his walls, one wall has two doors on it, so it's very... Small. Small. And the other one has a window on it, so... Those are the accent walls, right. and then the other walls will be the, the kind of, it's not brown like this, it's, but, lighter. Um, yeah, lighter than, than this room is. And then in my I don't know what I want to do. I figure I will paint his room and my room, and then I think I might hire someone to paint the living room and dining room, because there's lots of wood in those rooms that needs to be dealt with. Right. So, we'll see. Um, anyway, I also wanted to mention who the winner of the Uli-01 challenge was. I have it. Um... It's a long time listener and participant of our boards um and her name is dev Johnny, her um ravel rename, and I'm really worried that I'm going to butcher this, but it's um well it's d j i n n i y a and I've always been curious about how you say that, and it's Jania, i think and mm. she said it's the word for genie and um, the feminine version of the word for right. genie. Um, but And she even sent me the pronunciation, and then I threw out that PM in, like, uh, cleaning out my mailbox right. moment, and then last one I was like, oh, no, oh, I threw it out. So hopefully, Dr. Johnny, I did not really butcher both of your names. Um, she was the winner of two patterns by Amy Christophers. It was kind of fun because we went back and forth talking about which two that she wanted to get, um, and I always love helping people um, shop for knitwear or <laughs> yarn or patterns, so... It was a nice little um what's that word? when you Vicarious shopping. Right. So I remember her. She's been in our group for a long time. For a long time, yeah. yeah. Um and uh we did not review, um, but we received a copy of a book, and Jenny, I just saw that you had opened from Nina Lina. And it is a um collection of accessories called vide or Vida maybe. Um it's heavily color work, which we are not necessarily big color workers. But mm-hmm. if you are, it looks like a great collection of um, accessories. Accessories in fairly straightforward color work, like nothing. It's too...
1: just like accent color work. It's not like massive fair isle mm-hmm. by any stretch. So it's kind of a good way to dip your toe in if you want to try it out.
0: But I just like
1: the, that the motifs are really small and mm-hmm. like that's are um, so sweet the
0: Vide socks with the
1: uh, this little these sideways leaves mm-hmm. it kind of reminds me of Orla Kiely, like that that design the leaf design
0: mm-hmm. um, but it's really cute very cute so thank you and Nicolina is the name of the Docsjo I'm guessing something like that is the designer she has some other designs on Ravelry mm-hmm. so thank you very much uh, thank you, Amy, for sponsoring the first Uli Challenge. And thank you to Alana dekos for sponsoring the second Uli Challenge. And I, I think what I'll continue to do is trying to find you know, pattern collections or designers who are willing to give a couple of patterns for each challenge drawing winner. And um, I'm excited that 208 people did and participated this month. And um, I hope yeah. we continue to do so.
1: I think that this V-Day booklet is going to be...
0: Oh, one of our, our February, great, or next, next, the next one that's Uli again.
1: two, Uli three. Uli, t- Uli, three. Uli three, Uli three,
0: Uli three, yay! Yes. So, um, okay. So, thank you, everyone, and let's all say good luck to Jenny. Yay! yay. <laughs> and um, I don't know. We, we actually, we don't exactly know what the future holds. If um, Jenny is tied up with baby, I might try to um, bring in some guest hosts a couple of times so we can kind of stay on top of the Uli challenges, especially. Right. Um, but we'll just, uh, we'll see what happens, Uh, but I will try to be back to you about this time next month. So at least give you an update of what's going on (laughs) with baby (laughs) check. All right. Talk to you next time.